You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at questions and topics that are connected to our faith in Jesus and the way that it plays out in our everyday lives. In this episode, we're looking at the question, what makes a healthy church member? What does it mean to be a part of a church, to participate in the body of Christ? How do we as Christians best take advantage of the fact that the Lord has given us the church to be a part of? Welcome in to Church Unplugged. Welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at CCC. Got with me the rest of our team, uh, Joe Coffey, Zach Wyrock, and Stacey DiNardo. And our topic today, or our question is, what makes a healthy church member? So at any church, but especially a church of our size, there are so many different things you could do or be involved in, but we want to see people grow in their relationship with Jesus, be healthy in their relationship with Jesus. So the question we want to talk about today is what actually makes a healthy church member? That's where we're starting. Yeah, it's interesting because I think the starting point is asking that question. It's uh, understanding that just being part of a church is not the same thing as being a contributing part of of the mission that God has given that church, of being someone who's committed to the things that that, uh, I think the Bible calls us to in terms of being church members. So I think the Bible talks about being a body. Yep, that's so. There's there are healthy. There would be a a healthy part of the body. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this would be over and against someone who just says by joining the church, that's it. Or, right. or has a self-centered approach of well, it's whatever I, I, whatever I, inter- I want my interaction with the church to be, but starting with, okay, yeah, there's a healthy and unhealthy and who defines healthy and, and what has, of course, that being God. And then what has God said about that? Okay. I need to do those things. So it's just that idea of intentionality. I don't just want to be a part of this church. I want to be a healthy part of this church. Well, and every part of the body has to be working, be participating in movement and in in order for the body to work too. So for the church and... Yeah, I don't think it's a mistake that Jesus or that Paul the Apostle likens, that's one of the images that he gives is a body and how each of the parts of the body relate to the other parts of the body, how they function and all that. I would say one of the things like... um, that I always think of is if if every member of our church uh, did what you do, would we end up being what a kind of church healthy church or an unhealthy church? Would if every church member served the way you serve, gives yeah. the way you give, uh, grow is growing the way you're growing? I mean, if if that was what we had if we had what how many members do we have 1500 2000 2800 yeah if we would have 2000 members saying if everyone did exactly the what i do what kind of church would, would be yeah we would be an unbelievable church i think yeah and that's over and against a presumption that says uh oh i don't serve but someone else will right. or right. i don't give generously but someone else will right but it's that idea of saying no 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 Am I at the standard so that even if you had someone, let's just stay giving, and you have someone who doesn't make a lot of money, have a lot of money, and they say, yeah, but but, but based on the percentage commitment right. that right. I make, if everyone made that, yeah, I think that's uh, good. I think one starting point, too, is just saying, understanding, when I mean, we talk about being a healthy member of the body, or Joe, you talking about if everyone did, the starting point is just saying that I'm actually part of something bigger than my yeah. myself, right. right? A healthy church member... Uh, places more of an emph- em- emphasis on the whole and the part they play in it rather than the opposite, which is 
what the church can can do for me. Yeah, uh, I think I think when I have 15 years in now or so to ministry, when I've encountered really healthy church members at various churches I've been a part of, they always seem to be thinking about Jesus and those around them more than themselves. And when yeah. I've encountered unhealthy church members, they always their starting point always seems to be what they want, what's good for them. Their preferences. Yeah, this is gonna. This episode is gonna drop after the message that I'm preparing for right now. But I'm preparing for the second message of our series. This is my church, and one of the things I'm going to bring out is that uh, if you're a healthy member of a church, you are uh, experiencing input and output. Like you're, you have to be putting yourself in a position so that you are learning growing, which means that you're under teachers and you are allowing the Bible to actually be the medicine that it needs to be for your soul. But you are also experiencing output. Uh, And there are seasons in people's lives where they just need input, where they can't be serving or shouldn't be serving right now. You have to think of convalescing, but you don't convalesce forever. Right. If you are a person that is always eating and never exercising, you're not going to be healthy. If you're exercising like crazy and not eating properly, you're not going to be healthy. Uh, so if you're going to be a healthy member, you have to be uh, all being built into by others and, and out. then yeah. pouring out. That's why we have so many things that we have. We, we have. we don't just have worship services. We have circles. We have Bible studies. That's all for people building into you. But you have got to find a place to serve, and you've got to give. I mean, that's part of the thing that I think we we have gotten away from some uh, in the church uh, because of how sensitive people are to the place of money and yeah. for churches asking for money all the time or whatever. So we we swing from one part of the pendulum to the other side, and I don't I don't think that does anybody any favors to to not yeah. talk about it and just say, listen, this is part of the responsibility. This is what it means to be a member. Well, I think Jesus that, talks about money more than any other topic. Yeah, so he, I think it talks is about something, money a ton. and yeah. Paul talks about money and right. about giving. So it is something yeah, we should become comfortable with. I think with. we can we can come back to to money. I think something interesting that you said, the input output thing is really helpful, you know, because I think I've been at CCC for eleven years and I can think back over the years of specific people who I could say, hey, now, looking back, I realized that person was heavy on the input and struggled because there was no output. Or on the other hand, I know of, you know, can think of people who it was like, hey, they are at every activity, they're serving, but then they'll say they haven't been to a worship service in years. Right. Yeah. And right. that Got makes me want to say, okay, well, you have to find a way, but health is a balance of those two things to where you are growing in your relationship with Jesus as an individual and maybe as a family, but also contributing to the greater mission and whole of the church. Right. But neither of those things are the only thing that are happening in your life as a church member. Yeah. And for me, I've been you know in ministry now for 40 years, which is a lot. It means I've seen a lot of people and done a lot of, um, I don't know, for because uh, I can't think of a better word, done a lot of autopsies in my head about what happened to a particular person that was a part of the church and then crashed and burned for whatever reason. And there are very, very few people that were uh, being 
involved in input and output yeah. and consistently connected with you know with a small group and everything that then crashed and burned without any kind of uh fight i mean it seems like yeah and i think that output input thing is a a healthy mindset to bring to anything you do with the church so I mean, I, I wouldn't want someone, for example, showing up to a circle and saying, well, I'm really here to to give out. Uh, I'm here to help other people grow. And because if they do that, they're going to miss the ways other people can contribute to them or vice versa. If they show up to a small group saying, I'm really here to grow, they're going to miss the opportunities. I think it's the same with a worship service. If I come to worship service and I serve, uh, but I'm not saying, hey, God has something for me. Uh-huh. You know, in in the singing and the preaching and communion, and so I think we can really bring every interaction we have. We can say, I mean, even if I show up to an event where I'm just volunteering, I'm serving. We could be saying, "Lord, uh, teach me something." Yeah, what do you have? Right, for me? teach me yep. something, show me something. You know, what even if even if the the input I'm gaining is greater love for the people I'm serving. I think that output input is more a mindset of saying every time I engage with the church, I'm looking to receive and I'm looking to give. Yeah, one of the things that Zach, you and I talked about just with our staff is starting to try to value not just what somebody does, but whether they raise the temperature right in the room, what kind of culture they produce just by them being there. And if I think of, uh, like in my mind, an ideal church member— uh, it's somebody who, in whatever situation they're in, uh, there is something about the the excitement that they have about Jesus mm. that raises the temperature. You got people can come and they'll say, "Okay, this is my time for output," and they're uh, they have a negative kind of slant. They don't bring much joy. They uh, decrease the temperature in the room, and uh, that almost does as much damage. As it would do um, whatever they're doing, if they're setting up chairs or whatever. Uh, you know, I think of like the uh, when we do Thanksgiving baskets. Yeah. You walk into the atrium, there is joy in yeah. the atrium. Yeah. Uh, and people are doing uh, hard. Uh, it's cold outside. Cold outside. It, yeah, yeah. There is no Heavy reason lifting. for people to be that joyful except that they're doing something with other Christians for Jesus and they are experiencing the joy of what it means to serve together. Yeah, and that that raising the temperature, I just want to make sure people don't hear extroversion in that because no. that's not the case. I mean, Joe, when you and I have talked about different team members on our team who raise the temperature, they really run the gamut of personality. It's not you're the life of the party. It right. is everyone knows why you came today. Everyone knows what you're about. Everyone knows what they're going to get. Uh, I'll tell you one other thing that makes a healthy— Wait, wait. You okay. said something about Bill Belichick— the other no, day. I did. I, oh, yeah, because okay. I had read an article where Bill Belichick had said at this point in his career, he really values people he wants to work with, mm-hmm. like people he's oh, driving yeah. in to work that day. Who am I looking forward to seeing and just realizing that that actually has an effect on the work yeah. uh, itself? Uh, one other thing is I, I think uh, being a healthy church member means making it a joy for leaders to lead you. Right. I actually take this from from the book of Hebrews, so— I'm not saying this in a right, self-serving right, right. way, where the writer of Hebrews will say, uh, you know, he actually says, make it a joy. Yeah. Let let them do it out of joy, those who lead you. And, and I would just say uh, that can really run a gamut of things. I mean, you know, I have had conversations with people who are even holding me 
taking me, holding me to task for what I've said or, and like bringing correction, but they're doing it in a genuine sense of, Hey, my desires for this place to be the best it can be. And for Zach and Zach, for you to be the best pastor you can be. And, and it's even those conversations are life giving. But I think when I use the word leader, I'm not just talking about pastors or staff members. I'm talking about your circle leader. I'm talking about the person who serves in your kid's classroom. You know, when you pick your kid up, I just think there's something about a healthy church member who genuinely appreciates the people that God has put in their life to pour into them spiritually. And that appreciation, I think, is contagious. I think it creates an environment where people want to step into leadership, uh, where people feel uh, that the work they do matters, you know? So uh, I just think that's really, really important. The healthier churches I've been part of, there is a genuine appreciation for what everyone else is doing that yeah. God is using in my life. Well, being someone that invests well in your church and is poured into by your church, you will be more joyful. You yeah. will experience just life together in Christ with others in a way that you won't otherwise. It's easy at a church our size to perhaps think like, oh, they don't need me to do these things. But no, we are a body and we need each other and there is so much joy in that. Yeah, and it, and it's less about the entity. Does is Christ Community Chapel going to function this weekend if you right, don't yeah, do yeah. X? Yes, that includes even the four of us at this table. But but the but the people you would have affected. Correct, so I'll give you an yeah. example. My uh, we were sitting around the table the other day. We we were doing family worship at the end of dinner, and my, I don't remember what prompted it, but my six year old son Graham quoted a Bible verse. And it had nothing to do with what we were talking about, but he was just proud of himself because he's like, I know this verse. And he <laughs> quoted it. And someone looked at him and go, how do you know that verse? And he said, it's Mr. Larry. And Mr. Yes, Larry is their every week class leader of six-year-old boys, which is like Lord of the Flies. And he said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said uh, uh, they, it's Mr. Larry's favorite verse. Oh, that's cool. And I thought, man, how cool is that? Larry has no idea that he has so communicated that that I he has my son quoting scripture at the table. Now it had nothing to do with what we were talking about, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> and, and because he's so made an impact. And I guess what I'm saying is there's something healthy about the next Sunday I go to pick my son up, me saying to Larry, hey, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. My son knows one Bible verse that I did not teach him that you taught him because you show up every week and you matter to him. And if it's your favorite verse, it matters to, De- uh, to Graham because it matters to Mr. Leary. I just think we have no idea how God oh, uses all yeah. of that in his economy in the life yeah. of, of the church. Yeah, every once in a while I have thought of, uh, tried to, <clears throat> you know, we use the term reimagine a lot. That means to kind of uh, think of what uh, could be, what what will be one day. And uh, I think it's, uh, what is it, First Timothy, Second Timothy, that talks about the palingenesia of all things, the, the recreating mm-hmm. of all things. I think it's Second Timothy. And uh, I was thinking when, when the new earth happens and it's the way God intended for it to be, you can I can hardly imagine what it's like to walk down a street and have every face I look at be full of joy, yeah. be full of love for me, and not indifference, uh, to have everyone being like Jesus. Like and and then I think the church was designed to be like this this taste, not a perfect taste, but a taste mm-hmm. of what is to come. So that if if we were filled with uh, either 
a bunch of healthy church members and then other church members that are becoming healthy, you would experience almost weekly uh, a taste of what it's like, what, what heaven is supposed to be like. When you look into people's faces, when you experience their love for you, their care for you, your love and care for them, your compassion, uh, and that's what we're that's what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, to pivot from uh, the more emotive side or relational side of joy and and appreciating and loving each other, I, I do think healthy church members are growing in their theological understanding. You know, in large part. Uh, church members uh, ensure that the church itself continues down the right path. I mean, pastors, mm-hmm. I know uh, Christ Community Chapels had a, a rare experience where they had Pastor Jim start the church and then Pastor Joe, and it's been two pastors for. A lot of churches, pastors are yeah. coming and going. Yeah, right. What keeps the church anchored to the yeah. truth are church members who are growing in their understanding of what Jesus wants, of of how Jesus would lead them, who are being led by Jesus. And then there's this kind of dual thing where they're making sure the church is going the right direction, but then in so much as leaders can articulate how the call of Jesus applies to what the church is doing, they're enthusiastically jumping on board. So it's not a, it's not a, you're not doing what I want you to do, or you're not hitting my pet topic, or it's saying, hey, can we see what our leaders are calling us to in the Bible? And if we can't see it, then we need to challenge that. Uh, to make sure this church stays anchored, but if we can see it, yeah, let's go. You know, it's it's let's let's chase it a uh, hundred miles an hour. Before we close this out, let me uh, let's ask this: If somebody's listening and they have gone through reimagine, let's say in the la- the reimagine class in the last year or so, uh, just th- just to so I was just looking at my phone. We have. I have a list of 276 people who fit that category. So oh, cool. 12 right. months. Oh, that's awesome. So there's 276 of you that Joe is speaking directly to right now. <laughs> and you're all listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, uh, and you are asking yourself, okay, it's a big church. How do I, what's my first step or first couple of steps to become a healthy church member? What do you say? Well, I mean, the first step is take the reimagine class uh, if you haven't done that, because we really do spend a lot of time in that class kind of talking about what it means to be a contributing member. But I, I think that's the reason we created the CCC and three mm-hmm. apparatus is because we just felt like people didn't have a clear understanding of what that meant. And it led to a kind of paralysis because like, I don't There's know. There's so many things to do. Well, so I mean, don't do anything. <laughs> uh, I remember when we first started to have the idea of CCC and three, it was probably, it was a few years back. We had a conversation with our team and I think Zach, you asked the question, okay, everybody just write down. If you could tell somebody what's the most important one thing, thing, you could do you one could, thing, you do one thing here at CCC. And you said that to, at the time there were six of us, including you. And we had Six five five or six yeah. different answers, and so that was yeah. where we realized, okay, we have a clarity. If we're problem. not clear on it, then yeah. And I think what we were trying to do is say to people, okay, if if you woke up this morning and said, hey, I'm a believer who hasn't been in church uh, in a long time, and I want to get healthy, what do I do? We'd say, take the reimagine class yep. and start coming every week to a worship service. That's CCC, right? That's it. Well, that's not it long term, right. but for you, that's a pretty monumental shift. So if you're listening to this and you are an online attender every week, I would say for you, right. here's step number yep. one, start coming. Start start coming. And I recognize that's hard. I, I know it's hard to pivot, hard to shift. That's why we'd say that's the only thing we're asking you, start there. 
Uh, if you're coming every week, you say, well, I've been to Reimagine. I've joined the church. I come every week. Now what? Then you serve. You jump in and you serve. Uh, if you're serving, you jump into a circle. A circle yep. If you're serving in your circle, get involved in the community. Now, does it always work in linear fashion that way? No, pro- probably not. But what we were trying to do is quantify for people, hey, if you're wondering what's next, figure out where you are, right? And then here's a roadmap for what we think would make a... And I love to tell people when I've taught the Reimagine class uh, before, you know, I love to say, come to a worship service, serve, be in a circle, get involved in your community, and then rest. Yep. Because I think there's a beauty to that. You're not earning God's love. It's already been earned for you. And if you do more than that, you're unintentionally taking a space that someone else could be from someone else, right? Yep. So so do serve in your way, be in a circle, you know, get out in the community and then make room for another person in whom God is working to contribute to the church. You've been listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we're going to look at topics and questions that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. We want your feedback. We want your suggestions. If you've got ideas or questions that you'd like to hear answered on the show, you can email us at churchunplugged at ccchapel.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.